motherfucker. <laughs> this is the new intro to Unrelegated Queens of the South. Were you actually recording? Yes, I recorded that <laughs> because it's important. Because we are sexy and we know soccer. Fact. You're all welcome. You are all welcome. I'm getting a record deal in a matter of weeks. We might hire um, someone. Admire me now. That's all I have to say. Can we just have Lady Gaga do our intro? We should. Oh my god. Oh, we should reach out to her. She's a queen. She is a queen. We're queens. Soccer. <laughs> I was really bad. And Please, you said, oh off air, you I were worried about my music delete this. <laughs> You're right. You're 100% right. Uh, I made fun of your music taste. If Bradley Cooper can sing it as well, though, we can get a little. Yes. In the sucker, sucker <laughs> match. In the sucker, sucker, sucker <laughs> match. You're all. This has been a very long segue to saying welcome. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are finally back. I know. Gosh, we have been off air for some time because of health issues with me, health issues with you, life issues, life in general. I don't know how I'm physically functioning at this point in time. I've literally had 9 p.m. It's 9 p.m. and like I've had a 48 hour party fest going on for no, me that's a lie she's had a seven day yeah celebration it's been long it's been a very long but you week. only turn 29 once yeah that's a yeah wink <laughs> wink nudge nudge 29 <laughs> repeatedly for five years until i met but that's that why you hang out with me that's why you hang out with me i bring yeah. i bring the average yeah are we the yeah you're right the average of the age wow um just she, so everyone she, knows she was now she's younger than me way to rub that in jessica way to rub that in so um if anybody hasn't been paying attention to all social medias um i turned 30 this past weekend i sort of went above and beyond and letting everybody know that they should get me stuff if you haven't uh shame on you whatever it's cool but um, what do you want a quick one. Oh, what did you, want? you know what? That actually. So stay tuned to the very end of the podcast. I can tell you exactly what I want for my birthday. If you haven't given me a shout out or whatever, then that sounds very self-conceited for me to be like, you should just do this for me because it's my birthday. But literally wait till the end. You're going to love it. You're going to want to do whatever and stuff, but definitely wait till the end until we get into that conversation. And then we'll, we'll sort of say how you can treat me for my 30th birthday, my new milestone, belated, my belated 30th birthday for sure. And then your parents were actually in town, Jessica, right? Yeah. My parents came to hang out. My dad was a little bit mad. He mistimed his flights. He was sat at the tailgate and had to leave at like 4.30 PM. He got to see us. Play some soccer tennis. Got to enjoy a couple of Jello shots. My mom. I didn't had even a know mug. he was there. Did I? I show up too late. I think you missed him. You missed oh Papa Charman. Yeah. No, but honestly, I'm not gonna complain. I think my dad might have actually got the good straw. I think sitting on a red eye flight back to England might have been better than watching that game. Yeah. <laughs> now that's a so serious claim. That's a segue. <laughs> Let's just jump right into it. We already have two uh, glasses of red wine sitting here because we've been trying to gather the notes and sort of go into how we wanted to start this episode. And we sort of got frustrated and poured ourselves uh, a glass of red to get through it. So match recap against uh, Philly. Atlanta United versus Philly. Obviously, as we all know, the score ended 1-1. You, I'm sure anybody that's been watching or not watching this, but listening to this knows that, you know, they've heard how everybody else has deduced the match, what their thoughts on the match were. You know, it the game was on Sunday, so you had at least two full days to sort of get your fix on 
the tactics and the formation and what went wrong and what could have gone better and all that stuff. But I'm actually, because I haven't heard from you specifically, what was your take on the match? Yeah, I kind of I kind of kept quiet because nowadays there's such a, a substantial depth of Twitter Everyone has an opinion. Yeah, and I Everyone. I tried to keep out the mix a little bit. I I won't lie, my phone did die while I was in the stadium. That probably had a little bit to do with it. But it was honestly quite refreshing not to not to rant and kind of have a little time to process it. Mm -hmm. I know I mentioned and everyone's probably seen that Miles Robinson was the star. Absolutely. But what my concern is in a game against someone like Philadelphia, that no disrespect to the union, but you expect to beat them. I think everyone looking to that game was like, okay, we're going to get out. You know, we, we had a disappointing result against Cincinnati, but now's our time to kind of find ourselves. We should have uh, we uh, should have went through this game and won at least 3-1. Yeah, it should have been a great time. If we time. give them a goal, 3-1. Yeah. But this is this should have been a game, as I said on Soccer Down Here when, I, when we did our Unrelegated Weekly, this is a game that was a must-win for us. Mm-hmm. And... and Obviously, we have tired legs. That's something that we're obviously going to get into going into the break that we've got right now. But tired legs, formation changes, not being able to really make a staple on formation and letting players know what their position is. This was this was a game in which we went into this match thinking, come on. It was a, yeah. And come on. We, we should have won the game. You say a must win game. And that does sound kind of. I'll admit, it sounds dramatic this early on in the season, but at the end of the day, this was a must-win game in that for all the confidence that our players require and all of the sort of faith that the fans need reinstalled in them, this was the time for everything to click and something to go right in our forward attacking play, and it didn't because the star of our game was our freaking centre-back, and that's nothing... Like, I'm not going to take star, anything no, away the, from Robinson. Nothing no, at all. Fantastic. Because he had a fantastic game. But why theme. did he need to have a fantastic game? Why did he? And why is is why has our center back been the man of the match the past Mult- two games? And saving multiple goals. I mean, without Robinson, we would have lost that game. We would have. He made one absolute goal line clearance. And then a couple of others that if he hadn't stepped in the way, then there would have been all or sorts of. back yeah, effectively. Correct. Exactly. And. I'll tell you, I looked at the stats on the screen and Atlanta United, whoever's covering their stats, no disrespect, but they need to do some working because I saw that he only had two tackles in the game or something they put on the big screen. I was baffled, but that's I mean, they, re- they released it later that he obviously had more tackles, yeah. but like he, but also uh, credit to him, he won 100% of his tackles. Yeah. He didn't lose a tackle that night. And that, and that's something that I, I, I commented on on the soccer down here Um by the way, if, if you guys don't listen to soccer down here, it's something that happens every morning from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. And they go full on soccer discussion and they talk about pretty much everything you need to know about just LA United and less in general soccer going on. But uh, every Monday, either me, Jess or Jay will get on to soccer down here around 10 a.m. And you'll get our feedback and our thoughts from the match that weekend or whatever has been going on. So what my take was was that Miles obviously has been extremely effective. Mm-hmm. For, for someone so young. For someone so young. I mean, he turned 22, and right? Yeah. <laughs> Happy yeah. birthday. Recently, birthday. Tur- recently turned 22. Recently. But also, I think out of all of the players who are benefiting from the coaching of Frank DeBoer, it's Miles. Mm-hmm. Very effectively, because you're looking at a, 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 a well-renowned center back mm-hmm. teaching another young center back the tools of the trade. And I think if anybody is really benefiting, like I said, it's Miles. I mean, he's a defensive coach. It. 
He's, yeah. he's a defensive coach. And I think we're seeing it. Yeah, we're seeing it. But the issue is we're seeing that he's a defensive coach in the forward players too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is also one of the things that I said that I, d- I really disliked because I stood in the supporter section and I watched the game, even though it's extremely hard to do That's why I sit. where I'm standing. I'll, I'll be honest. I move further back. Yes. And it's no disrespect. I love your no, rowdy and proudness, just, guys. But the soccer fan in me from a young age that used to, I'll admit, I used to sit down and watch games. It's, it's, been, a, it's been a tough adaption. My knees don't really like it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a fan of standing up 100% of the time. We stand the full 90, oh my God. I know. I, I saw the flag earlier that was like no seating. No sit- well, it's so <laughs> funny because I'm, I'm standing in the second row of the supporter section of this game against Philly. Uh-huh. And the guy is standing in the fourth row with that sign up that says no sitting. And there are four people in my row that are just sitting down. And I stared at them and I was like... No, it wasn't even protest. It's like, I don't know how they got those seats because they were, they they were no not part of the United march. gear on them whatsoever. <laughs> they were obviously four people, two couples, uh-huh. and they just somehow got into those seats. You know seats. who they were? They were the people that didn't know it was uh, general admission. <laughs> they got they in there early know. and those were those they seats those and they were like, I'm going like, to sit I'm down. Gonna, my <laughs> Lord. My seats. I like was like, how did they get here? <laughs> Because it's they're right behind the capo sand and they're sitting down, and they have no Land United gear whatsoever, and we're chanting and they're, they're probably looking the at people me, that complain about cuss words as well. They're looking at me wide eyed. No, they were they were Hispanic. Okay. I I and I I tried to look at them as we were singing, um, you know the the Hispanic chants that we've got uh-huh. and the 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 ones that we we're specifically uh-huh. geared toward all of our um, Hispanic players, and they just looked at me wide eyed like, what are you doing? I'm like, you were in the wrong section. Like, Why does this girl know Spanish? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> this girl don't look like she should be speaking Spanish. She's actually got some good pronunciation. Right? <laughs> and I was looking at them saying all the words. And I was like, why are you not singing back to me? Why are you looking at me? Why like this? What are you doing here? But honestly, like I say, I, 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 the standing has grown on me. Yes. I'm not going to lie at times. It is tough when I can't see the goal line. But I love Atlanta United. I love the atmosphere it is. It's just a different viewing experience. Yes. Yes, for sure. But like I was saying, I I watched that game from where I was standing. And I forgot, legitimately forgot, that Pitti Martinez was on our team. Uh Uh-huh. That's what happens when you play someone out of position. You, that's impossible. And that's. South American player of the year. It's sad. It's so sad. You know what broke my heart? He's such an incredible player. Uh And for me to forget that he's even on our team, on the field playing, until he makes a cross to Joseph and he hits a crossbar. Mm -hmm. What is that? And he doesn't look happy. He doesn't. I've read some speculations and stuff about his family is far away. I get that. Like, if anyone understands homesickness, it's me. And speaking from experience, sometimes it is hard to play soccer. When I was in college, at times it was hard to be focused because... You miss your family, but he's a professional, and I appreciate that speculation. I don't think that's what it is. I don't think it's accurate. But what I did, I I saw him in a photo that someone posted, retweeted, whatever, of him in his Argentina jersey beaming, and that's the PD we want to see. We want to see a happy PD. We want to see him smiling. He's so frustrated right now. He looks down in the dumps when things don't go his way, and it sucks. And I think what hurts as well, and again, not telling people how to fan, but anytime he makes a mistake, you hear this, in the crowd, you know? He has a lot to live up to. He has a lot to live this up is, to. This is a conversation we had that I had with mm-hmm. Jason. You, 
Miguel and him are completely different players. Oh, absolutely. 100%. And we are looking for PT to to have a work rate that Miguel had in his not, second year. He's not the same player. Not the first year, mm-hmm. the second year. And that took Miguel growing with the team. But we can't immediately have expect a PT to come set. in and have the chemistry in the second year. Uh-huh. In Miguel's second year, that can happen. Not only that, but we can't expect PT's... To change his personality for mm-hmm. us to adore him the same way we did Miguel. You have to He's learn to love person. someone. It sounds silly, but it's like a relationship. Yes. You have to learn to love someone for who they are. Absolutely. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> Hashtag relationship goals. goals. <laughs> but for real, and I just think that sometimes, like I said, and it's a silly analogy, but it's that kid trying to shove the square into the circle with the toys, and it just doesn't work like that. It doesn't. And I'm going to say one thing, though, and Jay... Is probably listening. He's gonna hate me, but it's the, <laughs> it, it's the turf comment. And um, okay, yes, I think it's an exaggeration, but I will tell you, it, playing on turf is very different to playing on grass from experience. Yes, maybe as a goalkeeper, it's even more so because of the way the ball bounces, how unpredictable it is. But I think it does make a bit of a difference. That said. I'm pretty sure some of the training ground is turf. I'm not 100% sure. I've only been there once. The Can't training remember. ground, I believe, is mostly turf. So I think. So that kind of hinders that argument. I understand when players come and play one game on turf. It's a one-off. It's a bit complicated. It's harder to get your foot under the ball because there's not enough give. There's all sorts of issues with turf. But at the end of the day, he's practicing on it every single day. I don't think it's much of an argument. But no, don't, I don't, don't, think, don't hold I don't me on think, that. I'm not 100% no, sure. So but I don't, don't want to say that. But I mean, he's played enough games in the Benz or wherever that he should be used to turf. But I don't think it's a complete idiotic point that no. turf may impact how you play. I, think, I know I hate to I think on there, turf. No, there is a lot of things I think that are impacting um, confidence and, and play, whether it be uh, being comfortable with the, the players around him on his team. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, trying to make the chemistry work mm-hmm. uh, in a, such a short period of time. The stretch of games that we had back-to-back, the fit. lack of fitness level mm-hmm. that he has. And, and I've, I've heard Felipe talk about this, Felipe Cardenas uh, with The Athletic, talk about how PT is not, a, is not the kind of player that can – perform to the play, to the level he's always performed without being comfortably he's skinny fat. <laughs> he's what? Skinny fat. What is what is that? <laughs> People say skinny fat all the time and I'm not I don't know I what that means. I don't know. My interpretation of it would be someone that's like he doesn't look fat, right? But his fitness levels like Oh, okay. He, so from from understanding this is like people being like people who are skinny but are out of shape. Yeah, exactly. And it yeah, exists. Okay. And so I don't think that makes at PT, so much more sense. PD doesn't look tubby to me. No. He looks pretty lean, but I, he, you can tell his cardio is not all there and he looked exhausted on the field. Yes, I think some of it was frustration when he laid down, but at times he just looked exhausted. Can we also talk about, and this is probably going to get into a further discussion, but the idea or the the, what we can see on the field or hear from players is that they don't really know what they're supposed to be mm-hmm. doing. Yeah, This absolutely. is something especially that, that uh, so going back to Felipe, uh, Felipe tweeted this out. Uh, I believe it was earlier today being Tuesday. So anybody that's listening to this, it will be li- yesterday. But Felipe said, Laurentowitz on the midfield's progression post Philly. We've been trying to figure it out. As you can tell, tonight we wanted to match their diamond with a diamond. But I think what we found 
is that when you match up directly, you're basically standing next to somebody. Shock horror. Condescending, little undermining, slightly a bit of a stab maybe with that comment. I mean... You think so? I think <laughs> you're basically standing next to somebody. We just discovered that. I mean, if is that not rocket science if you do the exactly the same thing as someone else then You're it's standing. a mirror it's a mirror <laughs> it's a mirror it's a mirror of that yeah it's it's a little concerning and i mean he didn't come out and be like hey i hate frank but i think it's a gentle criticism and we talked off air and i think there's all sorts of little subtle I think, criticisms I think a lot of coming players from have have had a lot of a lot of um things to say i think that Everybody is in the notion, as far as players, that there's still maybe a little bit more time that needs to be given. Um, and I would agree with that. And there goes my computer making noises because Kelly can't turn the volume Because someone's sliding into her DMs. Relationship oh, goals. That would be way fair because they're trying to get me to buy more furniture. <laughs> this is how my life goes. We're not on the couch today. You've got a new piece of a I furniture. Know, I this is not from Wayfair. So... Everybody, we are at the second studio, which is my apartment. Um, normally, we're sitting on the couch drinking wine, doing what we're doing. But I found a uh, really awesome table on Amazon, and I ordered it, and I built it. And I feel like we're on a park bench. That's what it feels like. It's like it's like a bench table thing. So, like, my, my, my uh, flat is sort of small, and I tried to get a table to where I could have as many people sitting at the table as possible. Four. But I could... Yeah, well, four, maybe five. You don't know. Depends, depends on, how much you like the person you're sat next Depends on how skinny fat they are, <laughs> really. Uh, throwing that back at you, you're welcome. But I wanted people to be able to to sit and come and have dinner with me, but like also at the same time put the seats directly under the table and push it against the wall. Functional. So it's taking, like it doesn't take too much Kelly, space. you should sell furniture for a living. Why are we I podcasting? Really, I don't know. I don't know why I'm not selling furniture. You'd be making so a killing on by commission. <laughs> You don't need that couch. Let me tell you all the ways you do. <laughs> You're welcome. What, what were we talking about? We were talking about the lack of potential trust in Frank and yes. a little bit of undermining criticism and some negativity kind of slipping into the team. And it's not just towards the coach. I think it's starting to show on the field a little bit on the players. I don't know if anyone else saw it, but there was a moment where uh, LGP pretty much screamed at pity pity turned around didn't like it and lgp was kind of you could tell he was bothered because pt kind of held onto the ball for a little bit too long he could have played the ball back either to lgp or goose earlier but instead kind of did his thing where he wanted to hold on to it for a little bit too long and lgp let That's him know PT's thing because normally it's a barco thing yeah i mean yeah <laughs> It was a, it was PT this time, but I actually didn't see that. So yeah, obvi obviously I didn't see much of much of what was going. It was going your thirtieth birthday. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> as I as I said, I got beer thrown on me distinctively twice when Joseph scored. Who? Not Joseph Barco. Bro, when Barco scored. See, sorry. this is guys. Just so you know, Kelly did celebrate her thirtieth birthday. Yes. In style. Yes. But she does remember the game. I do remember the game. I'm, I'm talking Barco, about Barco, right Joseph. Well, they both have blonde hair now. You, well, no. It's like Barco never, like you would never think Barco could score a header. And then so I hey, remember standing there. Hey, we're all tiny there, but mighty. Tiny but mighty. I remember standing there and being like, wait, Barco just scored that? You're shitting me. So, yeah, no. In all sense of purposes, you think it's Joseph that scores that? Because normally it's Joseph well, that it's, does. Joseph normally scores every goal. 
Let's yeah, be I honest. Mean, that's, 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 who we, that's who we feed Atlanta to. Atlanta United. We are made up of Joseph Martinez <laughs> and then 10 other players. <laughs> who cares who Half of a Gressel and half of a Miles <laughs> and then... <laughs> well, did you... See, I don't know if you saw the meme and I, I, I obviously commented on this on the soccer down here, but somebody literally posted a meme that said the earth is made up of 70% water uh, and then the other 30% uh, is made up of uh, Miles Robinson. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. Good old Miles. Yeah. Congrats, yeah. Miles. We're proud of you. Yeah. That's like, like honestly, out of everything we can be happy about, it's how it's Miles. Miles has performed. And if we'd have played the Red Bulls and Columbus crew right now, I'd be okay with Miles being the highlight of our performances. The fact is we played Cincinnati and uh, Philadelphia and, Union. And, and <laughs> still couldn't get defense, our, our offense uh, rolling. Can I speak about defense? Guzan, Jay posted the most hilarious video. If it you haven't really seen funny. it. I, see, I actually have been meaning to ask you what your take on Guza's thing was. And while you were literally. No, I no, just no. imagine no, it no, no, again. Stop. Just Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. As you're going. And I'm going to let everybody who's listening to this know. As she's going to go on her on her goalie rant. Because I know it's about to happen. I am literally going to get up. Walk to my kitchen. Pour myself a whole nother glass of wine. Because I'm going to need it. And go, Jessica. Okay. So. I mean, I want to defend Brad. I do. <laughs> and I've looked at this goal from numerous angles. And as much as I do it, I have no idea what happened. There might have been a slight nick, a slight deflection off of the defender, but not a huge enough direction to wrong foot him as dramatically as it did. So somebody was looking directly. I would say I went really fast, guys, because this is important. So... Um, somebody had. She just didn't want me to run. Let's be honest, well, guys. Yeah, I wanted to stop it. No more going, goalie, shut up. Goalie, shut out. <laughs> Clean sheet, Kelly Francis. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm Miles Robinson. Hey, that that line. Who would pay to see Kelly playing goal for a game? I'm just just asking for like a fundraising purpose. <laughs> I know, want. I want people to take penalties. Think, I'm on actually you. pretty good. Let's do like a penalty shootout fundraising event oh where everyone God. shoots the ball at Kelly. Wow! Can I wear like a face mask? We'll put you in a, a field hockey, field hockey <laughs> gear. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! She'll have the wow. helmet and everything. Back to what we were saying. But though. I'm serious. We're gonna make no, it happen. Somebody looked at the video and they said it looked like there was a uh, deflection off of LGP's leg. Mm -hmm. And there was, but it was a nick. And yes, those sort of things. Let's be honest, in the speed that, that it looks a lot slower on TV to what is happening in reality. And the ball's coming a lot faster. But I think he didn't help himself with how. <laughs> and I'm just imagining it now. Just the way he rocked back was crazy. I think he might have seen it a little bit late. But the way it he just, just looked, felt, it just looked it like just his looked brain <laughs> like was wiped clean. But let's be honest, this did happen, and I'm being deadly serious here. It happened after he'd been hit in the head, and we we talk about Can concussions. Can we also talk about how like that was not there was no repercussion to that? How whatsoever? that was not okay. And did anyone notice how I think it was the same guy jumped over him afterwards, like mm -hmm. a few plays later, and it seemed like he deliberately planted his foot really hard and quite close to his head as if he was trying to be like i'm still here bro like watch out if you if you let it slip i'm gonna stamp on your head again had a black eye at the end of yeah, the game was right above his eyelids so i'm not gonna lie concussions that come in all shapes and sizes i know the liverpool goalie i can't remember his name but the one that kind of screwed up in the champions league letting a few terrible goals I feel really bad but it's kraus something like that right the blondie but i think it is 
Yeah, I'm pretty and sure said, all my Liverpool people are gonna or like they're not gonna want to remember his name. Let's be honest. He yeah. was like, he, he. I mean, that was a I'm lot. I'm gonna of hate look going this on. up as you're going. Yeah, Just keep going. But he rumor had it afterwards, and a lot of people didn't take it seriously. But that he got hit in the head, and he did get hit in the head. And the rate that concussions occur and have their impact and their uh, symptoms begin showing is different, and and very well could have been some sort of knock of the head that does destabilize you and it can be something minor like your reaction slower maybe it was just that brad's reactions were a little bit slower karis karis that was karis i was really close i knew it was a k name but i don't think brad honestly i think brad will just put his hands up say the deflection threw me i probably should have done better the reaction was just once you don't see those very often no and and it would you as as i don't you obviously have to take this because you're you're more of a goalkeeper than Mm -hmm. i ever was but like, how would you feel if you let in a goal and that's that was the video that was recorded of you? <laughs> how would you like? I honestly I mean, want to know. It's hard. No one wants. I'll always remember. I let in a bad goal in college, and hopefully, no one Google's my college experience and tries to find it. Everyone Google. But it was bad. But my goalie coach, and I'll remember this day. And I honestly. I don't know why he did this to me. And I don't think it was a clever move. And this is something I would never make my kids that I coach do. He made me rewatch the error in practice the day after it happened like 40 times and was like, I'm just trying to instill in you that you never do this again. He was a big American guy. <laughs> yeah, I wish that we were recording this right now this because her, fish, her physical um, showing of this story is quite hilarious. In case but you can tell, we weren't, we weren't best friends. I mean, cool guy, good coach. <laughs> Helped me out, but didn't agree with this because watching it was like living a nightmare. And it was what he didn't realize was I had been reliving this moment in my head all the freaking night. I'd had nightmares about it. So oh no. Brad doesn't want to see that again. Mm-hmm. It sucks that it's been recorded. And I think for Brad, what's so hard is that it's not his first error, quote unquote, of the season. He's had a huge. He's had no. a huge year last year. He's had year. a huge last year, and he's had a huge career in general. Yeah. I mean, errors errors happen. Every player has, and, and I think it's very important because Jason did say this. Uh, Jason Longshore mm-hmm. did, did specifically say that the pressure on Brad now is huge. unreal. It's Absolutely. huge because the team's not performing well enough, and now it's put on Brad's shoulders to carry the team with clean sheets. No, and that's and it. Saves. It's and that's that's something going from last year where he had a team that you was... You could concede a goal. You could concede a goal because you could bank that we were going to score at least two goals in a game. And that was like my final year of college. We were constantly, constantly trying to hold a shutout because we knew if we conceded, there was a limited chance of us scoring. And now it feels kind of the same as Atlanta United. If we concede a goal, there is a concern of where is the equalizer or the winner going to come from. And we have never, ever been in this position before. Mm -mm. I love Brad. It's a big amount of pressure. Yeah. And he has the whole team on his shoulders. Absolutely. And I think he has the added of his experience. I know we've got Parkhurst. I know we've got Jeff, but there's a relatively young team in front of him. So he needs to stand up, be a leader. And sometimes maybe, He's just having an off start to the season because I don't think he's playing as well as he had. He's made some good saves, but his concentration—wow, his concentration is lacking a little bit potentially. I mean, I, I, I don't necessarily one hundred percent agree no, with that's you. Fine. 
and that's fine because we we are allowed to have our own opinions that's on what that. makes a podcast fun oh, we can hello. have a little fight hey <laughs> scrappy but um i think at the same point in time the start of the year has been entirely different than anything this team collectively has ever faced so we are um obviously pushing forward and trying to figure out a way for all of us uh all of us meaning all of everybody in the team to to pull together and to have a a collective push forward with players and with with motives and i've been rambling because jessica had to go plug in her charger and i forgot where i was going with my ramble she was basically Um, disagreeing with me i was disagreeing with you and with brad um it's so hard to disagree with me. Yeah, Look at this really face. Is. I'm staring <laughs> at How can right you now. disagree so with hard. me? It's so incredibly hard. You have no idea. But uh, m- my worry, and this is a worry that we talked about off air before we, we started recording, but and we have it here in, in all caps. <laughs> Are we clinging to straws with this team right now? Are we... As fans, as people who are dissecting and and going over each game, including CCL, are we clinging to straws in the fact that we are stressing and and combing through to find positives? I think that's a really concerning point. And, I mean, the next few games will really be the answer to that. Mm -hmm. You know, I think... We've got a lot of excuses we can potentially use. Maybe they're excuses, maybe they're facts. And I think what's going to show is after we've been rested, after Frank has had time to coach the team, after the team have had time to sort of learn maybe their positions that Frank wants them to play and what's expected of them, Mm -hmm. when that is all evened out and we step out and we play on a more even playing field, that's when we find out whether these are excuses, Mm -hmm. which they may well be. Maybe we're making excuses. Yeah. Or maybe it's fact that these players are tired. So I think this is a really, really important international break for us. And I'm a little nervous to see whether a a, a fresh, you know, revitalized team comes out or whether it's the same same stuff because it's getting hard. Mm -hmm. And I've tried to be positive. And what I've always reiterated is there's no doubt that we have talent on this field. We've got a we, South American player. We have an incredible an MLS roster champion. of players. We've got players with experience. We've got youngsters with a point to prove. You cannot say that we have one, if not the best roster in MLS. But, 100% we have one of the best rosters but in MLS. is it all going to come together? Because you can only have so many individuals in a team. Yeah. And is it that this team just isn't a team? A team. Yeah. Are we just too many individuals? And I think that we'll find out. And that's kind of like a nerve wracking. Gosh, that puts like a pit in the bottom of my Honestly, stomach. Honestly, yeah, I feel a bit sick. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel really uncomfortable. Because there's only now. so much time that we can have being patient. And yeah. I'll be honest, I've tried to remain positive. I like to be a voice of reason. I don't want to be. Same. Too Honestly, same though. Same. Yeah. I agree with you. But there are there are moments where I'm looking at all of this. Like, what? And I'm trying to I'm trying to listen to everything that's being said from multiple angles with with fans and, and, and people who are just dissecting in general and and I don't think the fan base is being eccentric and and their concerns. I no. really don't. And I think yeah, we have 
Unfortunately, the word spoiled is incredibly poor, a poor choice of words. But I think, and I've but said this. But I think this, it's, it's correct. But it's context as well. It is also context. Americans use spoiled in a very different way in to Brits. In a negative Brits. way. In a negative Here, way. it's a spoiled brat. Correct. In England, I feel like it's more just, you've been treated. You've been, yes. like, you've been fortunate to have You've this. had a very lavish existence yeah, But I don't think it this. has such a strong negative connotation, but... You have to learn the audience you're addressing. You do. And but I will I will say, I will say, spoiled, I think, is an inappropriate word to use. Mm-hmm. Atlanta United has been lavishly decorated with great play, with good seasons, two seasons, to be a fact, and as many people in MLS remind us, we have only had two seasons. Thank you all, all of you, because we only apparently started walking, watching soccer since Atlanta United started. Um... But I think it's important to note that, yes, we as fans under Tata Martino had a good life, a good, had a very nice life. (laughs) And we are used to winning. Those were the days. Mm -hmm. Those were the days. (laughs) And we are used to winning in our house. And we're used to playing a style of attack where it's a constant barrage um, and we and, run as quick and, as your puppy. Yeah, gosh, I don't. You guys probably cannot hear this with our microphones, thank God. But my my dog has because I have hardwood floors. It just sounds like she's tap dancing all the time. Um, but we have had a we've we've become addressed and become accustomed to a constant barrage of of attacking players mm-hmm. going to goal and taking shots all the lots time. and lots of with shots through passes with long. I passes. remember what's crazy is I remember a time when I used to complain about our shot conversion rate because yes. we were having 30 shots and only hitting eight on target. And, and I was we like, were so what mad. Is this? this makes me so mad. Why don't you hit the target? You know what? Honestly, this reminds me of is like, I can only speak from existence because I'm a woman, but like when a woman breaks up with a man and she thinks that it was the worst relationship ever. And then she, and then she someone- dates another person that's worse and then she's like oh my god remember the time and you're like no you told me he was horrible you told me they were terrible and then you're like but actually it was kind of (laughs) nice like this is sort of the way we are it was a good problem to have it was good i miss those days we took it for granted Mm -hmm. we really did yeah and and we obviously winning the mls cup we have this this crown that's sitting on top of our heads that we want to keep on top of our heads. Of course. I don't want that crown to go away, no matter who is coaching our team. Mm-hmm. And I want to give faith and trust to Frank that that crown will stay atop our head. However, it needs to stay atop our head. That's mm-hmm. all I gotta say. And and we can go we can go further into this as I know like we there, there's so much that goes into this, whether we talk about the game against Columbus that's coming up, whether we talk about the international break that's coming up and what that can do to reset and revitalize our players and all that jazz. But I think, honestly, myself right now, just in recording, I need to take a break for a minute We're and grab another glass of wine. Yeah. I'm getting kind of emotional because you're realizing how great it was. And Jess is taking selfies right now. Um, <laughs> guilty. Guilty as charged. I'm literally watching you, but I... I I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. We're going to allow you to to sit and soak in what we've been saying for the moment. Make or an iTunes review. Make an want. iTunes review, maybe during your break, because we love iTunes reviews. And 
and then we'll come back and we'll we'll discuss a little bit about what's going on now with the team mm-hmm. going into the international break, what's coming up against Columbus, and how that might look for our team and, and look for and look for our coach, honestly. Mm-hmm. And then and then a preview sort of of everything that's coming up. I think yeah. I think that let's take perfect. a break. Let's take a break. Let's get another glass of wine. Some water for me. Some water for you, some more wine for me. My my water turns into wine. I'm Jesus, basically. <laughs> Bless me. <laughs> Bless me. We just, we just lost 10 freaking uh, followers. I just lost We're 10 followers of that. I am so sorry. Oh, my God. Oh, I am not oh, oh. I am not Jesus. I'm not Mary Magdalene. But she is Jane the Virgin. <laughs> oh, no. Not that either. <laughs> Love oh, all of you. <laughs> this is weird now. Delete. I'm going to pause this. <laughs> Bye. Maybe we should just erase that <laughs> part of the podcast. I just realized they called it Jane the Virgin. <laughs> 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 okay, we're done. We're done. Hey guys. What's up everyone? As you know, we are huge Atlanta Beer Bus fans. Oh my god, we are the hugest fans. And you may know because we've given you offers in the past and now we've got a new offer for you. You guys are gonna be blown away. If you don't know, Atlanta Beer Bus is Atlanta's only hop on and hop off brewery shuttle service. Yeah, and you can ride between seven breweries, one cidery, and a distillery, and even a Marta station for only $15 a day. But guys, Fridays are now happy hour. You can now ride for $10 on Fridays. You've got to be kidding me. $10? Yeah. So what are you guys doing? Why are you going? Why are you taking expensive lift rides or Uber to, to, yeah, to breweries? Yeah, no Or having to try to find them on a map or ways. Yeah. Mean, don't do that. Or trying to designate a friend as a designated driver and punishing him Oh, my or God. Her. Those conversations, they're <laughs> awful. Those are awful conversations. Someone's always grabbing the short straw. Well, I mean, really, it's most likely. <laughs> Plus, guys, as Kelly's, fav- as Kelly's favorite, you beer get- Beer nerds! You get beer nerds. beer nerds! You get beer nerds, guys. That means you get somebody that's going to tell you all about the brewery, all about what's new before you even get there so you yes. don't have to get off and then pause and wait for somebody to give you a tour and all of that. It's all done on the shuttle They're ahead of time. They're nerds that love beer. Plus, How could you not like them? Plus the drivers, they got great taste in music I hear. So. Yeah, oh, perfect taste in music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bring, maybe bring your own mixtape. I don't think, yeah. they have, think they have cassette tape players. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> but listen, guys, unrelegated listeners now get 20% off daily passes what? with the promo code UNREL. That's U-N-R-E-L. And the reason that's cool is because they can now be used on any weekend route. Any any weekend route. That means Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And because Fridays, like Jay said, are now happy hour, that means unrelegated listeners can ride the bus on a Friday for just $8. Now listen, the offer is limited to one person per weekend and cannot be combined with other offers, but that doesn't matter because they only need one day to get through these breweries, you only guys. Need one. And you know what? If you want any more kind of cool tidbits and other facts about them, you can follow them at ATL Beer Bus on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And you can visit them at AtlantaBeerBus.com for full details as the daily routes may change on occasion. So go there, check it out, see what the routes look like, and then go ahead and use your code. Atlanta Beer Bus, people. Create your own beer adventure. What are you waiting for? Go do it. I got, I've been watching it on Netflix. It's binge-worthy. Is it good? Oh, it's so funny. I've never seen it. And what I like about it is there's a little bit of like Spanish in it. Your mom's going to get so mad at you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I do know it's uh, Mary, right? <laughs> <laughs>
I'm having all oh the sort gosh. of Mary and yes, Joseph yes, went to Bethlehem yes. looking wow. for a place to stay. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. There's a song? I Are went you to serious? I went to a Christian primary school. We had to sing songs about the donkey and I, I was, knew there was I a song. Mary in the nativity and I tried to open Jesus's gifts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get my parents. I know my mom's got a video of that somewhere. Like trying to open the frankincense and myrrh and stuff. Basically what Jessica's saying <laughs> to everybody is do not invite her to any of your Christmas parties. It will be bad news. <laughs> Bad news bears. I just like gifts. Oh, Sorry. wow. <sighs> but yeah, I do know it's Mary. Anyway, our religious <laughs> our, our religious followers, please continue to follow us. Yeah. We are appreciative of we all We love views. everyone. We love everyone. everyone. I'm so sorry that we we that she called it Jane the Virgin. But Netflix is addictive. Wrong. But Netflix is very addictive. <laughs> and you can start getting into so many documentaries that you don't need to go down. Like <laughs> Sutherland Till I Die. And then you realize I watched way too many episodes <laughs> of Sutherland Till I Die. And then why am I liking Sutherland right now? My name is Kelly and I'm addicted to Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you're probably right. <laughs> um, so soccer. So let's get back into soccer. Uh, international, obviously, because we're talking about Sutherland or whatever. But um, the international break is upon us. And upon us meaning it's already started. Surprise. <laughs> so we have a total of six players. And we, we went through and we, we talked about this, obviously, off air before we started recording. But. Six of our starting, not even our starting, but six of our solid 18 players that we normally have in our lineup for every game we've ever played is gone on international break Breck right Shea's now. Breck Shea is one of them, right? Breck, Breck Shea is totally <laughs> caught up to the international team. Just kidding, have you just seen kidding. him? His performance is amazing. <laughs> I've had, we've had, no, I've, I've, out of all of the times Breck has come onto the field, he had one game where he was exceptional. Kind of saw. Mm-hmm. And, and I tweeted it, and I felt so stupid. No, it's okay. No, we we were we all got we all got a Breck excited. Breck on. excited, and then like the haze of Breck Shay was lingering upon us. And then Breck Shay had too then, much haze, and then he had so much haze <laughs> that he that couldn't he just see got it lost again. And we're not going to say what the haze was made up of, but it was a haze. Uh, <laughs> but basically. Breck has, Breck has had, in my opinion, <laughs> you just I'm can't contain yourself right now. Breck has had, what I would say, one and a half good games. Mm-hmm. Because when he came on the field against Philly, I thought it wasn't terrible. Mm-hmm. It, wasn't, it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. But it was decent. He did a couple of good things. Yeah, for sure. He also sure. did his thing where he kind of looks at the ball and goes to tackle, then kind of freezes like he's having a seizure, and then the player gets past you know, him. honestly, though, and I will say this in Breck's defense, what am I doing? Um, that just maybe, want a tattoo with Breck. Yeah, I really do, though, actually. <laughs> I'm about to get a tattoo anyway on, on, my, on my neck, but, like, you know. She's getting teardrops, everyone. I am getting teardrops on my <laughs> on my neck, not on my face. I don't want to be cliche, obviously, but but I think I think a lot of times when we see the players 
and they're uncomfortable because they don't know necessarily what they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And that comes a lot to us. The wing Having, bat position is confusing as it is. Let alone yeah, being well, not only that, but it's like in this new formation, in this new system where they haven't had a lot of time to train, to learn what their what their job and their role is. Then you have those issues. But but now, not only that, this is supposed to be a week, a full week of mm-hmm. this team collectively being together, but which learning the system, learning how to figure out how to play under Frank. But now we're missing six of our starting 18. And those we're missing uh, Barco. We're missing Miles Robinson. Congrats. We're missing Andrew Carlton. We're missing PT. We're missing Tito. We're missing Joseph. So just a couple of solid just players. A few just a few solid players, players. Three absolute starters for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you also want to consider Barco an absolute starter for us, I mean... Well, Tito is also an absolute starter for us because we be. know he started. Yeah, for sure. He's an extremely talented. You you have – this is what's so crazy and what sort of gets me when we talk about how much talent we have in the attack. Mm-hmm. We have a Paraguayan international player who gets called up to the national team that's sitting on our bench. And is told doesn't have enough skill to – played in this game you know i'm sorry who says that i'm pretty sure that's what was said i read it anyway that uh frank basically said he didn't bring him on because his skill set in tight spaces wouldn't be impactful so interesting yeah i mean i be honest i don't think he had his best game but we also have to remember that he's played like 10 minutes in the last three games so he's not going to be fresh no but i still think his hustle was there what I loved about Tito was you could tell he cared. Yeah. He gave an absolute, and I'm not going to cuss, but he gave an absolute crap. And it oh, was. Oh, I'll call it. He gave an absolute shit. Yeah. And it was amazing. And it was so good to see that work ethic. And what was nice was, let's be honest, the crowd, it gave that spark to the people in the stadium. And it was nice to see that passion back. You know what always ends up happening? And this is this is the the interplay between the Barco Tito conversation, mm-hmm. right? Is that this has been going interchanging between Tito and Barco for quite some time. Every time any of those players come on the pitch, they are a spark of energy. It is incredibly exciting to see Tito come on the pitch with a spark of energy, run directly at defenders, shake up the defense with. 20 more minutes, mm-hmm. 30 more minutes to go in the game, right? Because he's playing against tired players, so it's even he's more impactful. Correct. And then the same with Barco. When Barco came onto the match at Philly, he was a spark of life. He gave so much energy into that attack that was lacking, that was frustrated. The, these are the type of players, both between Barco and, and Tito, that have the ability to come into a match and change it. Mm-hmm. And you're... and. You're waiting to the 91st you minute to make the sub. <laughs> but what we were talking about was the fact these players are missing. Yes. We were hopeful that the international break would be a break. It's great that they're called up. That they would get time to rest. They would get time to look at the system. They would get time to be under Frank to figure out what their what their role is. But they don't mm-hmm. even get to do that. But we have to be hopeful that they have a positive experience with their individual international team. And that's extremely important. They yes. get their minutes. They play hard. They kind of have some happiness on the field. Maybe they enjoy playing because I think that's really what Tito and PT need in particular. They need to have fun mm-hmm. and enjoy themselves. I'm not sure if PT is going to actually play, but I mean, what an honor that he's training with Messi right now. I saw a picture that blew my like, mind. Literally, we Messi's have a sitting player. there on a, yeah. soccer ball, a soccer ball and, and he just... 
and PD's just sitting there talking to him. It must be. I couldn't. I don't know. That's like a fanboy moment. Like, <laughs> can I take a selfie with you? <laughs> but, I mean, I would just end up. He's a South American him, player yeah. of the year, so honestly, he's a he's probably pretty chill about yeah. it. But still, they need a good experience. Otherwise, that'll be a bummer. <laughs> Let's be honest. And it, it's it's a recharge. It's a reset for our players. Mm-hmm. It's the ability for Playing them to go. Coach. Yeah, playing with a different coach, <laughs> allowing them to sort of refocus, pull yourself out of the situation for a little bit. Express yourself Ex- in a way you want to play potentially. Yep. Go to a star that you're more comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that has a positive for them. And then for the players that are still here, how important really is this break? Because maybe Frank's actually going to get some time to coach them. Because I'll be honest, when you speak from experience with this high level of changeover, all you can really do in between games right now is recovery and a bit of shape. You can't really practice because you're scared of getting an injury or you're scared of overdoing it in practice. So have they really had any real practices? No. Probably not. No. So this will be the first week, two weeks almost, that they'll get real practices. So mm-hmm. what do you foresee happening at the moment, Kels? In regards to our players with international or? The other ones, the ones that are back here. What what do you hope is going s- on? I see them. Obviously, I've already seen it with uh, things on social media, but I've seen I've seen players taking time off. Mm-hmm. I've seen players uh, like there was actually a huge group of the Atlanta United players tonight that were at the Hawks games Sweet. with the MLS Cup. A reminder of what we cup. have. Yes, they took the Cup so to the Hawks It's been to Magic game, City. Cool. It's been to the Hawks. I mean, it's been everywhere. Well-traveled Cup. <laughs> it was a very well-traveled Cup. <laughs> um, but it, it gives them time to rest and regenerate, but it also gives them time to be – like if I'm, if I'm an Atlanta United player right now, I know what I'm focused on, and I'm focused on – resting mm-hmm. recuperating if i have an injury like julian gressel with his mm-hmm. ankle with uh, with escobar who has been in training now who wants mm-hmm. to be able to start getting first uh minutes thank goodness oh my gosh i think honestly i think once we get escobar integrated into the system we change i just made it really weird noise I heard you really did and i don't know what <laughs> noise came out of your body i don't think anybody <laughs> maybe heard it on the microphone not. thank god it was the weirdest thing i've heard but i think honestly and i think that was just her getting really excited about escobar yeah um <laughs> once we get escobar back on 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 the team and and the starting 11 i think i honestly think we change clinging to straws kelly what? You're clinging to straws. Escobar, clinging to straws. No, I'm, I'm not kidding. clinging to it's straws. It's going to make a huge uh, it's difference. It's going to make a huge difference. Miles, and I Because I think oh. what's going to end up happening, in my opinion, what's going to end up happening is Escobar takes where Gressel's been sitting, mm-hmm. and Gressel becomes the number 10 that we need. Ooh. You heard it here first. I honestly do. Because Gressel has the ability to play multiple positions, as we've seen, obviously, under Tata Martino. As we've seen, honestly, with Frank also, Gressel's a, a Swiss blade, right? Mm-hmm. A Swiss knife. I He's we, a man of many... We, we, have, we, have been playing, we have been playing a system with a number 10 that has not been there. Mm-hmm. Because both Barco and Did Pitti, you see... Sorry about that. No, Did you ahead. see the... Um, who posted it? I can't remember who posted it. I think it might have been... Biscuit's dad or Joey Logan, but it was one of those guys, sorry, whoever it was, but they showed where like the average spot of our players was on the field. And they made a comment that we looked like a U8 team. And it was right. The yeah. bunching, we call it bunching. I would, with my little kids, I'd say, you're like a bunch of grapes because they were all over the field because there was no formation. 
So we need that number 10, like you say. So that was a great post. Sorry, I can't remember who posted no, it. No, I, I can't remember who posted it either, but I remember saying it and I remember agreeing. It was probably neither of the guys I just said either. But but I honestly think the, m- the minute we can free up Gressel to become a utility, utility, utility piece as that number 10, as he has been able to do, as we know he's able to do, and give freedom to both Pitti and Barco and Joseph, honestly, to make it happen. We'll see some more shots. I honestly, I think, I think that might end up being the key. I might be completely wrong. And I might have people that message me after this and be like, what the hell are you talking about? But, okay. but I really honestly feel like once we have solidified that right back space again mm-hmm. with Escobar being there. Mm-hmm. As long as he stays away from Goose. Yeah, not too. Everybody should be fear of that. Um, but I think once Escobar is being able to be back on, get his legs underneath him, get his first, get his minutes in. I honestly feel like we will see Gressel drift into a space where he can be used to distribute. So it's an exciting time. We'll see. We've said what an importance the international break has. Mm-hmm. It's a little nerve wracking, like we say. It really is going to be the time when everything is more on an even level. No more CCL. We're going to be at a similar level of rest. We're going to have our players potentially back. So we're really going to see whether we're making excuses, as we mentioned, or whether it's the truth. So Columbus. Yeah. So this, honestly, is going to be, when we talk about, and and many people have been talking about the first test, the first test this, the first test that. This is the first test. No, this is the first test. No, this is really where we're going to see what Frank DeBoer can do. Blah, 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 blah. Right? In our, in my opinion, and I know that you probably agree with this. Columbus legitimately is the first test that we will have. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I think before everything happened, if you'd have looked at the schedule, the MLS schedule, mm-hmm. like discard CCL, if you'd have looked at the first three games of the season, this is the one you'd have looked at and be like, okay, this is the one that's going to be a tough one. Yeah, I would have. We've put never. Us, fe- I would have put us two and zero easily at this point ahead of the season, and maybe I was rose tinted glasses, but Columbus has always been a tough game no matter no matter what we do no matter how good we are no matter how now no matter how good columbus is no matter how bad we are at the moment no matter how bad columbus is at the moment this has always been a game whether they come to our house or we go to theirs it's always been a tough battle we've never had it easy against columbus it's never been a thing never been a thing iguayin still to this day is uh, one of my favorite players and i think honestly in the in the system that he works with columbus uh, i think his his he's just crucial he's he is the piece that gets that entire team ticking miram back with columbus is also a huge boost i mean his his whole stint in orlando was a a a, a fluky whatever that was um and i think that i'm extremely back that he's back with Columbus. I remember being happy for him for that because he was extremely happy and extremely unhappy in Orlando. But we're looking at a team that has Zach Steffen in goal. Best goalkeeper in the MLS. And I'll fight Bill Hamid if he wants to, but there's a reason Steffen's called up to the U.S. national team. And Correct. Hamid isn't. And watching Steffen through the playoffs in particular, unbelievable goalkeeper, good at one-on-ones, great shot stopper, good distribution, which I think is rare to find in goalkeepers in the MLS mm-hmm. comfortable with the ball at his feet there's a reason he's going his... to the Premier League exactly and will thrive in the Premier League it may take him some time but great move for him it's going to be tough to beat him and uh, 
you know, it's yeah. for a team that is struggling to score right now. Let's be yeah. honest. We're and and I think it's interesting, and I think this is something that will be interesting f- to see for Columbus, um, because this is obviously what's going to happen mid-season once Zach, Zach Steffen leaves for the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, which he's is got until May, May when yeah, yeah. the Premier League is over. So. Their backup goalkeeper right now, which will probably be taking the forefront of the team, is Joe Bendick. And as everybody knows from Atlanta United, Joe Bendick was Orlando's previous goalkeeper. The one who Joseph did the I, head turn. Which I just gave Kelly when, a good uh, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what you, it was actually really spot on. <laughs> it was like I was watching it again. For the, the <laughs> I'm so intimidated. Um, but he... He has been notoriously not great. Yeah. So no Zach Steffen. Not, he's definitely if not a Zach If you are Columbus crew right now, you're a little bit nervous. You're hoping to pick up as many points as you can with the st- stability of Zach Steffen. You have been spoiled with a stable goalkeeper and a stable back line. And if you're his defenders, you've got to think deep down, if you don't trust your goalie, you can't play at the same level you can. So I think it'll be a interesting change it sucks that we're playing them right now when while Zach Steffen's in the team and I mean their results speak for how good their goalie is right now and I know it's about the defense as well I may be a bit biased but at the end of the day the goalie leads the defense they've only conceded one goal in three MLS games and it was against the Rebels other than that they've had two shutouts against New England and FC Dallas and this is which I mean mind you aren't like the most stacked teams but it's still but it's still games that they've they've had clean sheets on correct and, you know, we've, we've seen all it takes is a momentary lapse in concentration from a defender, a goalkeeper, and that clean sheet is gone. So. And we want to talk about Miles Robinson and our back our back line being on mm-hmm. for the game. This is a game that they need to do it because we have not faced an offensive opponent, opponent like this this season yet. We have the likes of uh, Jazzy Sardes, who is now going to be coming directly at Miles Robinson. Mm-hmm. And Jazzy Sardes is insanely fast. And Miles Robinson, as we both know, is very capable of tracking back. He's quick. But he is going to have a true test on his hands mm-hmm. with Jazzy Zardes. Not only that, but he has the likes of Pedro Santos also linking up mm-hmm. with Jazzy Zardes, right? You have the whole um, issue, and I'm trying to go through their the whole roster right now, but like I said, Federico Iguain, who is more than capable of putting in a cross, of putting in a through ball. And we've seen it time and time again with their set pieces. Columbus is extremely good at set pieces. And what I was going to comment on that. And it's something that we, as a team, have been, uh, since day one, even even in Tata's reign, have been extremely bad at defending set mm-hmm. pieces. And the stats kind of speak for themselves for Columbus. And I can't say I've watched the games, but you can only assume Gaston Saro is a defender who scored two goals in three matches. So... I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he scored some screamers, but there's a likelihood that those were set plays. And Most likely. It makes me a little bit nervous. We're going to have to watch because not only have we conceded goals from set plays, we always look like we may give away a foul at set plays. Correct. Because we like to hold. Mm-hmm. We've got a couple of stiff arm issues in our team, and I know that we've given away a soft pen, but you're still at risk sometimes. So we have to defend smart, and we have to hope that Big Brad's going to come out and claim those balls where he needs to, too. And he's he's done a good job of that this season of mm-hmm. doing that, but it's there's always been that underlining threat. Vulnerability. Correct. I would say we've always looked vulnerable at set plays and we've been fortunate a few times. I remember VAR coming to our rescue once or twice 
from a couple of things. This um, season? No, no, no. Last season. Last season for sure. And that's what this it, season I don't remember it. No. And I, but have we been tested by set plays too often this season? Yeah, we actually have. I would I would say mm-hmm. I don't I think that we're giving up corners too easily. I think that we're giving up fouls around the the, that we the are. box. Oh my gosh. And yellow cards. And look. How many yellow I cards is LGP on? Well hmm. Hmm. there are some yellow cards that have been very iffy. This. Soft. Not not if you don't talk about the Michael Parker's yellow card that he got against um Cincy, then I don't know. It was against Cincinnati. Yeah, it was against Cincinnati. That was pretty bad. The that was extremely poor uh, officiating. Com- extremely poor. And he got a yellow what for dissent? Yeah, and I but I think he would agree it was dissent. I mean, with the referees have that, and I'm not trying to be. It shouldn't on the have been a foul team. to begin. It with. shouldn't have been a foul. He was arguing over a thing, but if you cross a line with dissent, and you we all read his lips. We know what he said, so I'm not back in the referee. I mean, I can't read less. It was a so poor. I don't know what he it said. It was a poor call that warranted his anger. But as soon as you slip a bomb out there, you never know what the referee is going to do. You kind of give him that authority to do it, but it's stupid. You know what? It didn't matter because in the end, it gave it gave the team life. Yeah, and it gave the crowd. I think that moment for Atlanta United fans really gave us a kick up the butt. And we were like, damn, he cares. And it was yeah. nice to see. So yeah, I'm not it's nice complain. to see that the players care and that they're fighting. And they, I know that they say that in the post-match, the post-match comments, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all believe them. But it's a difference of, of seeing the fight and the but anger Everyone on the knows field. the right things to say. Yeah. We're, we're a team. We're all together. Yes. Hashtag love my team. One team, one family. Bless. Like, we all know what the right things to say is. But at the end of the day, your words have to equal what your actions are and they seem to on this day and but the, it is also said that anytime you read the post-match, com- post-match comments nowadays they all know that 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 they they need to get better they mm-hmm. all know that they're this is not yeah. something they're comfortable I've or seen familiar some sad with. little chit chats in the uh in the dressing room where they've seemed really upset and it's good to see they care and i mean they're like us they were used to winning Everyone gets used to winning. Winning is a habit. And they're the reigning good. MLS Cup champions. Winning this feels is not good. It yeah. hurts to lose. Well, or to tie. And it hurts to tie against teams that you yeah. know should you beat. So, speaking of losers, ties, wins, score prediction. It's a way in advance. Oh we don't know gosh. who's going to play. But, hey, let's have some fun. We're not gambling women, but let's go. Weirdly, I, I don't think we're winning the game. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think we're losing it. Um, and I will say the reason I don't think we lose it will once again be because of Miles. So I'm going for a draw. Uh, I think that we will get, I think it's 2-2. Okay. It will be more goals than we've scored um, I'll take that. in previous matches, but I think that it's 2-2 at awesome. the end of the day. like it. I think that's a good one. Honestly, I think that's probably a more realistic one than what I'm going to go for, but I'm going to be an optimist mm-hmm. because I've been told before I'm too negative. Oh. I'm a boo I'm a boo girl. I didn't boo, just saying. <laughs> but I, I did not boo, but I did not critique those who booed quite as heavily. So Jay and I are no longer friends on Facebook. He blocked me. <laughs> he didn't really, did he? No, of course he didn't. No, I was <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Can he didn't like, do that. Man, Jay is fickle. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm going to go with a 2-1 win. I just, I'm hopeful. I'm really? hopeful okay. that we'll... I don't believe it. I'm going to try and believe it. <laughs> You're going to put it out into the universe. And hope. I'm going to set it up in a helium sure. balloon. I'm going to take one of your 30 balloons. Yeah, that's still inflated for some I'm reason. I'm going to ride my score on it. Yeah. I'm going to send it up. Yeah. And hope 
Virgin Jane. <laughs> but dear, dear, dear Jane, Jane the, the Virgin. virgin. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And I'm going to pray and who knows. But This is taking a weird turn, everyone. <laughs> You're welcome. Welcome to Church Sundays with <laughs> Kelly and Jessica. <laughs> We're no longer queens of the South. We're going to give you a heavenly experience. <laughs> Angels of the South. Angels of the South may have mercy upon you as you drink from the body of Christ. Eat Eat Kelly, from the body of Christ. You can tell Kelly's been to church recently. But two one, wine, two one is my score prediction. I like Miles the score with prediction. a cool game. I just think we have to have faith and let's just hope. I'm hoping that it was just excuse like, you know, we were just clinging on and everything just happens. I honestly think that pity comes back or PT comes back from uh playing with the national team refresh. and it has refresh a, a new sense of confidence and uh, a, a higher sense of uh, fitness. And as I've said before, and I will continue to say, these shots he's taken from distance are beautiful, are beautiful and they will... One will go in. They will go in. They will... They 100% will go in. And all of our feelings towards Tito's golazos that he's had will be completely repeated because PT is no problem shooting a galazzo mm-hmm. at all and a good night's sleep helps everything it really does so we're having it's a, a reset sleep. and a refresh so let's hope our players are reset and refreshed let's do a whole reverse out of this mls universe and yes talk about something a little bit happier like women's soccer Woo-hoo! Woo! so you or you actually brought got this to kicks yeah <laughs> can you imagine if that's how they marketed it wait what, what, what? kicking chicks oh my god <laughs> i would I would immediately think of, for some reason, chicken wings, and it would not be appropriate. I mean, it's only one step down from the Disney princesses, so I wouldn't. Put oh my it past gosh, them. let's not get let's in. Not go there. Let's, let's not, not go get there. into that. So, a uh, big, big, uh, big news actually for the women's uh, soccer world this past weekend was uh, the game that was played in Spain against Atletic Madrid versus FC Barcelona, where they broke the women's attendance for a female match. The world record crowd for a female soccer game, which was 60,739. That is bloody incredible. That's There's insane. not many men's games on a weekend like basis that, that make will that. draw that. Not many men's teams in even in the Premier League, League even in the Premier Leagues have that capacity. So what a fantastic, fantastic, unbelievable. Like when I read that, I was so happy because it is showing. Yeah, it does because it shows that it's finally getting some reception. And what I loved was in the video, I saw what a diverse crowd it was. And I've spoken to this with Mm -hmm. Jason, as we mentioned on the women's soccer show, that's going to become a regular thing. We're excited about that. Women's soccer is finally attracting more than just parents taking their daughters because they want to be inspired and there's nothing wrong with that yeah. it's a brilliant thing yeah. parents continue to take your women Please your, your daughters Absolutely. to watch women's soccer because they are the best role models possible but what is so cool is when there are male fans of the the professional teams that they are affiliates of and you know people bring their sons finally it seems that it's worth, inclusive for it's everybody. inclusive and it's worth watching they're not like oh let's oh. Oh, the women's game. The women's team's on. Uh, it's and I got to tell you, every time I've ever seen a women's game, 
and I know from, from, from experience with myself when I play, um, I'm extremely aggressive mm-hmm. and I don't, I, I have no regard for my body whatsoever mm-hmm. when I'm playing. As I've said many times before, I've got bruises all over my body from whenever I play pickup. Mm-hmm. And that's because I have no qualms about body checking a man. No, there is no difference. Okay. Uh, no, wait, let me rephrase that. There are lots of differences between the men's and women's game. But physicality in terms of a woman-on-woman versus a man-on-man is no different. I'm not saying that if a woman body charges a man at professional level, the woman will be able to body charge the man. What I'm saying is the level that the female competes against the other female is equal, if not more in some cases, than the male on the male. Mm -hmm. It is a physical game. It is skillful, maybe not as fast, but it is starting to be credited for what it is. And you cannot watch women's soccer by comparing it to men's soccer. You have to take it at its own level, mm-hmm. but realize that it is a game, the same sport, just like you wouldn't watch MLS and the Premier League for the same styles or yeah. La Liga. Like it's a different, different league. It's a different way of playing. And I got to say, though, uh, we and this goes into when we're discussing uh, or when we've ever discussed the Women's World Cup that's coming up. Um, the obvious favorites are the f- the the was the French national mm-hmm. team and is the French national of course, team. They're playing at home. And I gotta say, every time I've ever watched those women play, they look exactly like the f- the men's national team. Yeah, they play a similar style. They play, of play very similar. They are very fast in their attack, and they are lethal, extremely lethal. And if you were if you were excited about any team coming up in the World Cup. You should be excited about that. And this is something that I said and, and something we both uh, hashed on. Uh, when uh, So Soccer Down Here does a weekly women's podcast. And both Jess and I were on this past week discussing the She Believes Cup, going into the Women's World Cup, discussing women's soccer in general and where it stands. And then also Jason and I got into a very long almost hour long and I apologize for <laughs> apologize for it being an hour long but an hour long discussion about the lawsuit that was going on uh, between the US women's soccer team and um, the soccer federation but going into the women's world cup if there is any team that you should be excited about seeing it should be France and, and then the next I was what the f- I was about to <laughs> oh, get there okay okay okay, okay. I'm just oh doing oh my gosh I gotta protect my lionesses I know the two teams <laughs> Obviously, um, because I'm also French, so, like, I have that going for me. But, like, the other team you should really be looking forward to and seeing make a huge run is the is the women's England, the England team, the Lionesses. Because they have just come off of a win from the She Believes Cup. They're, they're very well organized. Their attack is very, very well organized. You guys are riding on an incredible wave mm-hmm. going into this tournament. And how exciting is it that we're at a World Cup year and the USA, and no disrespect to those, like, I hope the US does well too. This is home. But it's so exciting that we're not mentioning the USA's name and talking about two teams we're excited for. And the result we just talked about, the Atletico Madrid and the FC Barcelona game. Spain now taking a real serious crack at female professional soccer. Argentina just announced this like two days ago that they're going to have a professional level of soccer in Argentina. Mm -hmm. Colombia's got a professional league. Mexico, the world is gaining traction with women's professional soccer. The USA Mm -hmm. is kind of still plateauing at the same level. Mm -hmm. 
But this is what makes it fun. Yes. And the USA is going to learn soon. And maybe this is the year they get a wake-up call. Hey, ladies. Or hey, not even hey, ladies. It's not the ladies. Hey, big guys in charge of this. Mm -hmm. You have to start taking it seriously. Or you will not be the powerhouse that you have been known for across the world anymore. The rest of the world is woke. Mm -hmm. We're ready to play. Honestly, I think them not winning the She Believes Cup helped. It really helped with... With the US. Because they put it on as a trophy to win. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. The U.S. puts on that trophy to gallivant around America mm -hmm. and show them how great the United States is for women's soccer. Mm -hmm. And they didn't and win. They, they didn't win. And that's a wake-up call. Mm -hmm. Now, it's a wake-up call for the U.S. women's national team, but at the same point in time, that's a huge plus and bonus for the for the England and the, mm -hmm. the English And everyone team. else in the World Cup, honestly, because they've seen that the U.S., isn't are beatable they're yeah. beatable they're beatable they're tieable i mean they saw that when france did a friendly against mm -hmm. the usa oh we watched that and one, didn't decimated we? them yeah i so mean you're sitting there looking at the the u.s women's national team and being like what what what, what is going on and and for all of the effort and 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 for all that we're saying right now the u.s women's national team is still ranked number one in the world and they're still I mean, like, probably gonna have a good world cup yeah but they've got a tougher route they do so stay tuned on Women's Soccer Weekly, yeah. right, Kels? Women's Soccer Weekly and also Queens of the South. Of because, course. of course, we're going to be delivering the content. Because there's a lot of queens out there that deserve there's being. There's so many queens that deserve it. So there are things that are upcoming, obviously. So we've got the international break that we're going through right now. We've got the Columbus Crew game that's on uh, March 30th. I will also say Columbus Crew plays this weekend. Mm -hmm. They no don't break get a break. Them. But they play Philadelphia. That'll be interesting. We've just seen how they... How we perform against them. So it'll it will be gauge interesting. on how sort of we will mm -hmm. enter the game, I'm sure. Be a good one to watch if you mm -hmm. want to get your soccer fix. And then um, another big thing that's coming up is in April. You want to discuss that because you know all of the details. So April 28th, Soccer in the Streets is having their one of their four major annual fundraisers, Nations Cup. Kelly and I both participating will be teammates mm -hmm. on Team Columbia. Basically what this tournament is, is uh, eight nations will be represented about 120 players. There's still some spots. If you're interested in signing up, just tweet me and I'll get you the details. And we're all going to compete. But most importantly, we're going to compete on fundraising. Mm -hmm. So before the event, from now until April 28th, the goal is to raise as much money as we possibly can. Team Columbia currently in number one spot. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're champions. But we want to keep pushing and we want to break records. We'll then compete on the field on April 28th. You're welcome to come and watch. It's going to be a blast. We're, we're stacked. We are. We are so stacked. I will say for the Team Colombia, we are a hundred percent stacked. We have uh, not only Felipe Cardenas from the Athletic joining our team. We've got Jessica playing. I'm a sub for Jessica, which means I will never come on. That's not she's true. Way better than I'm me. I'm unfit, so she'll, um, be, she'll be definitely coming on the uh, field. You don't want to watch me play. It will be embarrassing. And then we also have a a, a, a sort of a celebrity player in a way, kind of. I mean. I think yeah, yeah it's a it's a brother way. of a celebrity. Yeah, we got LGP's so, brother. Yeah, LGP's brother. Let's call him Nick. Nick. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> his name, so we should probably call him. <laughs> but Nick. I don't want to keep referring to him as LGP's brother. LGP's brother. <laughs> so Nick, uh, Nick Perez will be playing for Team Colombia as well. Which is interesting. He picked us over Argentina, but Why? I, I think I might so. have kept it on the DL that there was an Argentinian team when I recruited him, and it's too late now. That's he too late. He signed up. So Can't sorry, turn Nick. Turn back now. Uh, we got. My fiance, we got Danny, also oh, and Danny my, from Perseros with uh -huh. My fiance, who we met playing soccer, yes. so it's like throwback, you know. He's extremely good he's, as well. Yeah, he's a baller. And then, honestly, just a bunch of Colombians, and it's 
they they love that game. So let's be honest. We are delighted to be part of that team. It's going to be extremely exciting. You can donate to us, Kelly. This is what we were getting to about your birthday. Let's yes. get you to your goal. Kelly so has a goal. So if you want to give me something for my birthday or give me a shout out for my birthday or do anything for my birthday or you could just not, it doesn't matter. Um, I would extremely love and appreciate if you could just donate to my Soccer in the Streets page. You can find it on my Twitter. I will be retweeting it this morning and this morning meaning Wednesday morning, uh, March 20th. I'll be retweeting it. You can find it on my Twitter timeline. Basically, just go to the page, donate. $5, $2, Anything $10, whatever you want to donate. It really doesn't matter. Anything you give will make a difference in these kids' lives, and that's what's important. And I'm going to be biased, but not competing against Kelly, but anyone that's ever seen me watch or ever, anyone that has ever watched me play a soccer tennis game knows that I'm the most competitive human being in the world. I'm currently in number one spot with <laughs> fundraising. I am determined to win. So if you want to help me out too, you know, we'll share the love. You can give us each a dollar each, and we'll still be happy. Yeah, you know, for sure. Every I speak from experience. I have been involved in this organization for roughly three years now. And I mean it when I say every single dollar will impact a young life in Atlanta and help make this beautiful game more accessible. It's not just about soccer. It's about life skills, employment through soccer. We've got 30 young referees trained that now have a job. And we just opened bank accounts for these kids with Bank of America. It was an awesome thing. And you'll find out more through Twitter. But like I say, give Kelly a birthday gift. You know, just give, give me just, a winning just help gift. Jessica winning, winning the the fundraising goal. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's it's all wins. Give give to the community though is most what, important. This is what yes. the most important thing is that we could have our names on it all we like, but the point of of us donating and our uh, night us donating but also other people donating and us helping to raise the funds is to give back to the community. The it's real winners the are the kids. Yeah, we we say it. It's you know, for the kids. We say it continually, but that hashtag is a legit real thing. It's everything will go to impact these kids' lives, whether it be through uh, training quality coaches, giving these kids financial literacy programs. Everything will go back to impact the kids. And jokes aside, Columbia could come last. As long as we raise enough money That's for important. these kids to have their free programming, then I am happy. But if you're, go if you're torn, if you're torn, if you're, you're not torn, sure you want to give to... Just give to Kelly and I. Yeah, Why wouldn't that's, that's you? That's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. For the kids. That's all you have to do. Uh, this being said, we have no iTunes reviews. Boo. We would like some more. And honestly, we would really love if we could get fully up to five stars. <laughs> Unfortunately, for some reason, we're sitting at like 4.85 There was one stars. hater. One hater. We love all the haters. And if you want to hate us, that's fine, too. We love you either way. But we would really love to get to five stars. We'd really love to be able to get up to 100 reviews so we could give, do a giveaway. So just if you want to leave a comment, if you want to do anything, just do it on iTunes. Because we've had some really beautiful comments in person. Some amazing mm -hmm. comments some through our messages. That I've gotten, for it's sure. been so nice to hear, particularly of parents with young daughters that have said that they're showing their kids this thing. Hopefully it's not too... PG thirteen today. Well, we did. We talk were about a little bit blasphemous. So for sure. That's 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 on. But we hope we inspire your children to be strong, independent ladies. I mean, ladies, really we hope though. we inspire you. We we want to just inspire everyone. We just want to be grounded. I want to inspire my dog to like just be a better dog. Be more independent. <laughs> she's a little bit needy. She's she's a little needy, but she's also extremely independent. But yeah, 
if you have something to say, put it on an iTunes review. It's nice for everyone else to see it. Yeah. And then we can remember it forever because some yes. of these conversations, we don't always... Yeah. They might not be they at the fa- best time. They fade away into the distance. But or the into the champagne bottle. Or in the champagne. <laughs> Thank you. How apropos. <laughs> they, the, the thoughts and the conversations might fade, but your comment never will. We love you all. Leave five stars today. <laughs> I'm so glad that I could give you this promo as we are ending. Um... <laughs> Thank you to everybody who helps us. Stop laughing at me, Jessica. Um, thank you to everybody who helps us be who we are and promote us and keeps us running. Huge thank you to AtlantaBeerBus.com. And re- remember, please use the promo code for Atlanta Beer Bus, UNREL, U-N-R-E-L, at AtlantaBeerBus.com to get 20% off of Friday through Sunday trips. Also, I know for a fact secrets out guys Atlanta beer bus will actually be doing a carpool slash bus pool to home games from the second self brewery so if you don't want to have to pay for marta or lyft or whatever it be you could park at second self and Atlanta beer bus will drive you to the game you heard it here first you heard it here first where can they find you jessica you can find me on twitter at jessica atl UTD, be sure to follow, shoot me a message. It's great hearing from all of you. Mm-hmm. We love it. We absolutely love it. And you can find me at the Kelly Francis on all the social medias. You can find Unrelegated also on all the social medias at Unrel ATL. That's YouTube, Twitter, Snapchat, Insta. Well, yeah, Snapchat. Do we, we should. We should. It would that just be was playing soccer oh tennis. Oh my God. Week. It would be really bad. <laughs> It'd be like all of the things you never want to keep. <laughs> It's like the things that you stick in your purse and you're like, I'll just get to that compartment one day. Oh, that Um, chapstick from 2014. (laughs) (laughs) What is this on this? Oh, never mind. I'll use it anyway. Welcome to the life of women, everybody. Um, But like I said, you can follow us on all of those social media platforms. Thank you so much for listening. We will probably be doing an episode in a little over a week from now. Yeah, bi-weekly. Actually, once we get back, we'll probably be recapping Columbus. Oh. So we'll find out if our 2-2 and 2-1 are And we'll probably be sitting in the second studio. We are, I will say, working on trying to get uh, some video up in the second studio. Sadly, that means we'll have to not bum quite as much as we did. We are bumming right now. (laughs) Um, I'm not going to explain what Jess is wearing and she's not going to explain what I'm wearing. There's a reason why we didn't and take a selfie. there's a reason why we didn't do a <laughs> selfie today on social media. You're all welcome. Um, we hope your Wednesday is wonderful or whatever day you're listening to this. We appreciate you for listening to Queens of the South in general. Please subscribe. Please do all the things. We want to be in your ears all the time. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> but not like a fungus. Nothing weird like that. No, more like the angel. The angel. On the angel, shoulder. The angel of the podcast is upon you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Goodbye. Blessed <laughs> be the podcast. <laughs> From Jane the Virgin. <laughs> We're out.